Hello my stagey listeners and welcome to a very special episode of the Stagey Place podcast. After 49 episodes and 78 previous guests, we are finally here on episode 50. And what an episode we have for you today. So, let's go. Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, a podcast where I, Elliot, get to chat with those who work behind the scenes in theatre. And this week's episode is incredibly special as we have reached the episode 50 milestone, which is really exciting. And before I begin with today's episode, I just want to take the time to thank you, the listener, who has been able to be on this journey with me. Whether or not this is your first episode or you've listened to a couple in the past, It really means a lot that I get to put out these episodes and they are listened to and interacted with the community of theatre. And so that is really exciting. And I want to thank everybody who has been on this journey with me, as well as all the PR teams and everyone behind the scenes who work really hard to help me find guests for this podcast because it's not always just me and there are other people in the background who work really hard to make sure that these interviews go ahead and happen and are going out on time to make sure you guys get the best quality episodes out there that I can provide for you. So over to today's episode, episode 50 of The Stagey Place with this week's guest, Natasha Brotherdale-Smith a writer whose upcoming production of I Can't Hear You is being premiered at Theatre 503 from the 4th into the 7th of July. I had the absolute joy of interviewing Natasha in person before an end of week rehearsal. So we get to chat a little bit about what the rehearsal process has been like already as we marked the end of the first week of the rehearsal process, as well as Natasha talking about what she hopes audiences take away from the production, as this story focuses on a really interesting take of the LGBTQIA community. So I was really excited to chat to Natasha about all of this, as well as where her stagey place may be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 50 of the stagey place with this week's guest, Natasha Brotherdale-Smith. Hello Tash, and welcome to The Stagey Place. We are here today at the Questers Theatre. It's our last rehearsal of the first week of rehearsals. You are the writer of I Can't Hear You, which is at Theatre 503, from the 4th until the 7th of July. How are you feeling at the end of the first week? I'm feeling good. I think I'm feeling a lot more rested than everybody else because I haven't been in rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to be here today yeah. and see what's been happening all week, basically. Yeah, so you've had your two actors in the room and yes. you've had your director in the room. Yes. And movement director as well. And a movement director, very exciting. Which is really exciting. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, so what is the thing you're most looking forward to today to see? Anything that they've worked on specifically? Well, there's these club scenes which are basically mm-hmm. scattered throughout the play, which are very movement heavy yeah. and I mean I've been working on this play for a really long time but those are the scenes that I've never seen yeah. because obviously everything's always just been about the words or the text so yeah. I think I'm excited to see those yeah. and it, just in general kind of seeing I was in on Monday morning and w- was there for the initial read yeah. and I guess just seeing how it's 
lifted off the page like just thrilled to be here thrilled to be here (laughs) (laughs) so let's waste no time in talking about the show then so I can't hear you Mm -hmm. tell me where it started what the show's about Great question. Let's jump straight in. (laughs) So I Can't Hear You is about Ash and Lucy, who are two women in a relationship. And it's told in three different timelines. Mm -hmm. So as we're watching the show, we're sort of piecing together what happens to them on their journey together, but in a way that you're seeing stuff from the end of their relationship, kind of the beginning when they're meeting. And so, yeah, we piece it together as we go. And it kind of is a play that looks at how a couple navigates one person being out and the other not. It looks at the impact of hate crime, homophobic hate crime, but it's also a love story. And I hope it also champions the queer experiences as well as kind of highlighting how difficult it can sometimes be. Yeah, and how did you start the writing process for this play? Yeah, good question. Gosh. I, it was it was interesting. I just had this like little idea that was just bubbling away in the back of my head probably three years ago. And it kind of got to the point where I was like, right, okay, now I need to start yeah. writing it. The play isn't autobiographical, but it's definitely based on some of my own experiences or the people around me. And I yeah. kind of just felt, had this overwhelming feeling that like, there's not a lot of queer representation. And I think the stories that do get told a lot of the time are about kind of like the journey of coming out. And then once the character's done that, it's kind of like smooth sailing like into your like free life. When actually like I came to realize that once you have come out and like, especially when you're kind of in your first queer relationship, Mm. there's all this stuff that I don't necessarily think you thought you'd have to navigate and there's not a lot of conversations about specific like queer experiences that you have once you're out do you know what I mean so I I think for me this was a play about me kind of figuring stuff out and kind of writing about things that I think should be spoken about and also making it hopefully it will make people feel like they're not experiencing stuff on their own yes sometimes it can feel like if you're not having this amazing time and you're not fully loving yourself yeah. you almost don't feel like you're like part of that community which I guess is also what the play is about like the feeling of belonging yeah and if you're not this person that's like totally loves himself waving their rainbow flag like do you belong in that community and I would say that you do it can just sometimes feel hard to belong yeah because there's different factors about people coming out and yeah. they say this story has somebody who hasn't come out exactly exactly so yeah that's really interesting so for you as a writer where did you start with your career in writing yeah well for a very long time I wanted to be an actor yeah so that I think we all probably go into this interesting (laughs) because when you do studying you usually are put into just like a theatre course for example and it's not always just specifically acting so I think yeah most people probably aspire to be an actor first yeah exactly and I also think when you're a kid and like you know if you're taken to the theatre and you're like oh my god I love the theatre yeah the way in usually is acting like you don't send your five year old to like directing school do you like we all start on the stage and then we figure out where we're actually yeah. supposed to be I think yeah but yeah no so I like pursued acting very seriously yeah. for like quite a long time okay. and then I moved to London at 19 um, to study at Mountview yeah and kind of while I was there I think I was a bit like hmm maybe acting's not for me uh. and then it was like a little jolt and I was like wait a minute like I always really liked writing like yeah. maybe I should give that a go yeah. so I did and I just started writing like little short scenes for scratch nights and stuff yes 
And then from there, I didn't really look back. Like I just set myself a goal of like, right, let's write a full length play, which I did. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's kind of how I got into writing. I just realized that I loved it more than acting, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's how I got into it. Yeah, and also like you say, You've been in the room once this week, once in the morning yes. on Monday morning. Yes. And then you've had time to like chill and like see rehearsal reports <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So you're not always in the room and it's nice to know that whilst you're not in the room, people are working on your stuff. Yeah. And that's really exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I also think not being in the room kind of is a gift sometimes to the people yes. working on it because it gives them that freedom. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I personally don't think I'm like <laughs> a scary <laughs> presence. Yeah. But I think like sometimes or like when I acted and there was a writer in the room yes. there'd be this like weird fear of like what if I'm making the wrong choices yeah. and you're like, you're like, and they're like making the... loads of notes <laughs> yeah and like, like oh, fire no. them at the end of the day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was going to ask obviously as a writer your words may change because the mm. director or the actors may feel like it, it may not flow maybe yeah. with them in that scene or they've changed the direction or the course of that scene itself yeah. so for you as a writer how happy are you to adapting the words to fit the actors it, you know what it totally depends i think yeah. overall i'm quite happy yeah. to do that and i guess it, it depends who you're working with i'm really lucky because jess jessica millward director yeah. is amazing and we get on so well and we've also been weirdly lucky kind of not lucky because it's due to the pandemic yeah. meaning that we had loads of time to like do script prep which was obviously yeah. a really good thing in the yeah. end so we've worked on the play together a lot and mm -hmm. developed it together yeah. and like we're very much on the same page yeah. so I know any decision that she makes in the room is about honouring the story that we're both so aligned with Yeah. so like I'm super open to it and I guess as well like when it comes to actors and stuff like so you know like lines not flowing yeah like I think it's fine to change it as long as the sentiment's the same because yeah. in a way like I think that's the thing like every decision you make has to be about like how best to tell the story yeah. and how like truthfully like the most truthful way that you can tell the story yeah and so if a line isn't flowing and it needs to be changed then yeah. that's only gonna make it feel more truthful do you know what I mean yes. like there's nothing worse yeah. than when you're like listening to a line and you're like that sounds ridiculous yeah. and like it's gonna just stand out isn't it and it just shows how open your creative team are like you say you know Jess and you're good friends yes. with Jess yeah so you have this rapport and that you're happy for stuff to change and stuff and yeah. she's happy to contact you yeah, which exactly. is just really nice and they're not afraid to contact you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've come across as a really lovely person as well, well there we go so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really my good. act is working <laughs> <laughs> just so, kidding <laughs> <laughs> so this show is on at theatre 503 yes how excited are you that theatre 503 have picked this show up to be a part of their program very yeah short answer yeah i mean i love theatre 503 yes it's such a good venue. Some brilliant plays have yeah. started at Theatre 503. The one that springs to mind is Rotterdam. Don't know oh, if you yes. ever saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I saw it on tour. Oh yeah. I think. Really? In Birmingham. Ooh, yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Sure it did, yeah. But great play. Yeah. John Britton, phenomenal. And so yeah, I guess it's just really exciting to have your stuff on a stage where some really amazing plays have yeah. also been on and you know not all venues necessarily like champion new writers no. and I think it's really nice especially like when you're emerging to feel like a venue is on your side yes. and championing you as a writer yeah which yeah. is great 
yeah, I really love the work that they've put on. You know, I've gone to see uh, some of the shows in the past. And yeah. to know that they also do writing schemes as well, and they do yes. like the rapid response to their yeah. shows as well, is really exciting. So it's really exciting to know that this show is on at Theatre 503. Yes. And given the, you know, the exposure mm. from that venue and that support, it's really lovely. Yeah. And what do you hope audiences will take away from I Can't Hear You? Oh, a big question. Well, I guess I hope that if there are queer people in the audience that they feel seen, which I think is a lovely feeling. And I think certain demographics of people just don't feel seen within theatre. So I'd hope that people come away and feel seen. And I I kind of hope it starts conversations, you know? Like, I hope that, yeah, conversations that maybe people didn't even think that they needed to have. Yeah, I, I hope that conversations are started and people feel seen. Great. And looking towards the future with either I Can't Hear You or your own work, what yeah. else have you got coming up that audiences Ooh. can look forward to? So, because me and Jess now are an inseparable duet, yep. Um, yep. <laughs> we've got an artistic residency at Arts Depot Amazing. in January, yep. where we're going to be doing a week-long R&D on a new play Ooh. called Stuck. Yes. Working title, maybe it'll change, don't cool. hold me to it. <laughs> and that's a play that is kind of about women's safety and the the premise we have so far is it's two female housemates Mm -hmm. they sort of like put the worlds to rights while a predator is barricaded in their bathroom upstairs right (laughs) yeah Yeah, which sounds a bit mad but I I, like I think it's going to be an exploration of kind of like the uncomfortable parallels between the oppressor and the oppressed and we kind of want to explore the incel community and that kind of like extremism online and also kind of a generational feeling of hopelessness which I feel like a lot of young people have these days and kind of who pays the price for kind of this like communal feeling yeah <laughs> but it won't be depressing it's, no. it's gonna be a dark comedy yeah so it's gonna be quite funny as well <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing that and then yeah. another play of mine butterflies which was on before the pandemic great that is gonna go on a school tour amazing well yeah 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 yeah. Um, it's like an educational piece yeah kind of well more about so the plays kind of looks a lot at like um, teenage mental health social media that kind of stuff so it'll be shown and paired with workshops kind of exploring the theme so I guess PSHCE yes that's what it is isn't it yeah so yeah but yeah so that kind of that kind of thing yeah that's amazing and talk to me about your relationship with Jess Millwood who's the director yeah where did you guys meet and how have you formed such a close bond? Do you know what? Like, I don't want to sound cheesy, but sometimes I think maybe fate does exist. I was on the hunt for a director, basically, okay. and this was like just after the, pa- the pandemic. Didn't know we were about to go into yeah. <laughs> another huge wave. Yeah. Um, and I ended up kind of with this list of directors that I was recommended Mm -hmm. that might be really good. So I started reaching out to people and kind of having meetings with people about the play. And I just had a Zoom with Jess one random day. And that is how we met. And I I just remember like coming off this Zoom meeting with her after having such a lovely conversation and just being like, yeah, 100%, like she's the director. And I had other meetings after that. But even then I was a bit like, oh, I've already met the director. But you know, I still did the meetings because I think it's great to to meet people. And we haven't really looked back. It's been, yeah, it's it's been great actually. I don't even think we necessarily thought we would become such good friends. But like, we have. So friends away from the work as well. 
Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, which I think is great. But I also think we've we've kind of got this really good balance. Like you know, sometimes working with friends, it can be not good. But yeah. I think yeah, we've got this like really perfect balance where we can like get the work done. Yeah. And then have a drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and a laugh very and nice. like yeah. So yeah, it's great. It's really great, and um, I'm really excited to be working with her in the future as well as now. Yeah, and obviously now we are talking about I Can't Hear You. We are indeed, I Can't Hear You. Theatre 503. 4th to the 7th of July, 7.30, £10 a ticket. There we go. (laughs) go. And where can people buy their tickets? You can buy your tickets on the Theatre 503 website. What go on, what's on, and you'll see I Can't Hear You, click book now. (laughs) Well, Tash, thank you so much for coming on to talk about I Can't Hear You. It's very exciting. Like we said, 4th to the 7th at Theatre 503. Now, obviously, though, Tash, I know that you've listened to some episodes of the podcast. I have. I'm very excited to ask you this question because it is the title of this podcast and it is the stagey place. Mm -hmm. And what I'd love to know from all of my guests, and I love this question because it's always so different, Mm. is whereabouts their stagey place is. So this could be a theatre where you've grown up, so it could be a local theatre. It could be a theatre that first shown your work as a writer. Mm -hmm. It can be a theatre that has your favourite showing. It could even just not be a theatre. It could be the place that maybe you've been writing your work and it's just giving you the most inspirational times. So for you, Tash, yes. whereabouts is your stagey place? My stagey place, drum roll please, <laughs> is oh, no. the Leeds Playhouse. Amazing. The OGs know it as the West Yorkshire Playhouse. Okay. And that is my stagey place. I'm from Leeds. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the first theatre I ever went to as a child I won a competition to win tickets to see a show there what show was it it was called Visiting Grandad so it was and I even remember it now it was all about a little boy who goes to visit his granddad yeah yeah and all the adventures he goes on and it was puppets and it was just one of these things it's like really stayed with me yeah and then yeah it's just always been a theatre that's been so part of my journey like I think I did acting classes there as a child I did work experience there as a teenager I was part of the youth theatre I was in my first professional show there yeah and the dream would be to take some of my own writing there in the yeah. future and then it's a beautiful full little circle full circle moment that would be amazing yeah. yeah i'm waiting for that still but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that just that little part of the pie chart almost yeah. that needs to be filled yeah, to make exactly. it a full circle yeah. i don't know why i use the pie chart no the, I, I really liked <laughs> that it was a very visual image yeah because yeah. Yeah, you've got like the acting you've got the competition bit you just yes. need the writing bit to yeah, be just in. slot straight yeah, in yeah, yeah. The and perfect circle. It. it does work. It does work. It's... You can use a pie chart. Yeah. We should circle. use pie charts more often. Yeah. yeah in yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. <laughs> well, Tash, thank you so much for coming on. To thank you for having me. And talking about your stage place. Thank you very much. Thank you. And there we go. That was episode 50 of the Stagey Place podcast with this week's guest writer Natasha Brotherdale-Smith, who is bringing her production of I Can't Hear You to Theatre 503 from the 4th until the 7th of July 2022. I'd love to thank Natasha so much for coming onto the podcast. Me and Natasha are actually working on this show together, so if you do happen to come and see the show at Theatre 503, do make sure to say hello as well. It'll be lovely to meet some of the listeners of this podcast. To book your tickets for the show, please head over to the Theatre 503 website, 
We'll have all the information of how to book in our episode notes, so do make sure to check out the description of this episode. And that's it for this week's instalment. So, until next time, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.